We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. What's going on, everybody? Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer of another fantastic show for you tonight. Some craft beer guests that'll be joining me this hour. A returning guest as well, and the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. On Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget, we are on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search. For AG Craft Beer Cast, you can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from there. Now, our guests this evening on the Craft Beer Cast. First up, Brian Bratton. He has a new beer delivery service that is starting up called Brewity. He works for Untapped as well. We'll talk to Brian all about this new service coming up in about 10 minutes where you can get beer delivered to your very doorstep. At the bottom of the hour, Chris Fernari from Brewbound. He's back on the program. He'll get all of us up to date on all sorts of craft beer news uh, around the country. Brewbound is also holding a Brewers Business Conference next week in New York City. He's going to tell us all about that and more coming up in about 20 minutes. So uh, we, we've we got some news and notes to get to. Very important, um, I would say, a breaking news story this week. You know, beer news is it, you know, breaking, you know, in certain ways. Well, uh, one of the, the, the breaking news stories that we need to get to, um, Sam Calagione, the CEO of Dogfish Head, um, put out a statement earlier this week, I believe it was on Monday, that he wants his beers off of RateBeer.com. For those of you who don't know the story, uh, the week before, late the week before, RateBeer uh, had been bought out, RateBeer.com, uh, the, the app had been uh, purchased, no, I shouldn't say purchased, an investment was made by AB InBev into RateBeer. I don't know what the percentage is, I don't have the, I don't have the story in front of me, um, but it was a, you know a percentage, so obviously they own... Uh, a stake in the company. And, um, you know, some of the beer critics were were going off on this about, you know, why and how and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, in the end, it's about money. Obviously, the guy is running the app. He's He needs money. He needs cash. And so he decides to go and take a piece of it uh, from AB InBev uh, to support uh, his app. So Sam Calagione, who is the, I believe he's the 13th largest independently craft beer company uh, in the country, uh, took offense to this. And, um, you know, basically, and you know, I'll read the statement uh, from him. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of the statement. Uh, we've posted it online on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast page. We'll also post it. Uh, we'll tweet it out as well. Uh, but it's an interesting read. And really, you know, I, I think those of you who are into craft beer should definitely read it. And he says, Dogfish Head has been part of the RateBeer.com network for quite some time. Uh, he says we're fans of almost all websites, magazines, newsletters, and blogs that help educate the public and inspire the consumption of great beer. Publications that are passionate about sharing the love for our vibrant craft brewing renaissance that is now gaining traction around the globe. So he talks about all the different entities, and he said, We were troubled by the announcement last week that ZX Ventures, which is fully owned by the global conglomerate Anheuser-Busch InBev, has purchased a portion of rape beer. He thinks that it's a direct violation of the Society of Professional Journalists' Code of Ethics and a blatant conflict of interest. And he goes on to list those conflicts of interest. You can, again, like I said, go to the Craft Beer Cast page on Facebook. We're going to tweet the link out. You can read it yourself. He says... Uh, Sam Calagione does from Dogfish Head. He said, It is our strong opinion that ABI's ownership of rate beer and other properties positioned to cover the craft beer brewing community um, like October and the beernecessities.com is in direct conflict with multiple guidelines listed above. 
And, you know, he goes on to state that he was an executive editor of a print magazine project. Um, d- d- neither him nor Dorkfish had, uh, had any stake in the publication. So he, he said, and again, the quote from him, to that end, we have respectfully asked Anheuser-Busch InBev and Rate Beer to remove all Dogfish Head beer reviews and mentions on the Rate Beer website immediately. It just doesn't seem right for a brewer of any kind to be in a position to potentially manipulate what consumers are hearing and saying about beers, how they are rated, and which ones are receiving extra publicity on what might appear to be a legitimate 100% user-generated platform. It is our opinion that this initiative and others are ethically dubious and that the lack of transparency is troubling to our fellow independently owned brewers. We encourage you to join us in this effort to ensure consumers continue to get the best and most accurate information about their beers. For everyone else, we encourage you to shift the sharing of your beer opinions and reviews to another platform that remains loyal to the principles of journalistic integrity. America's Independence Day is just around the corner. Support the indie craft brewing movement. Cheers, Sam. I don't don't disagree with what Sam says. Again, but I also want I also want to present this in this caveat. When you're going on these sites, whether it's Rate Beer, whether it's Untapped, uh, all these different rating sites, they're opinions of of people. Now, I, I mean, again, I see Sam's argument here. If a piece of this company was purchased by a large brewer, you don't know if some of the beers that you're looking at that may be owned by them are legitimate, or maybe they've hired somebody to to say that. You know, X beer is a great beer, and you don't know that they're tangibly tangibly owned by uh, Anheuser-Busch. Or maybe they're trashing a beer that is owned by an independent brewer that, you know, this guy, this person could be getting paid for by Anheuser-Busch InBev. I get Sam's argument there. I understand that completely. However, if I'm on those sites and I'm looking at friends that I follow, let's say, on Untapped, and I don't follow that many people on Untapped. But let's say I, I'm following those people. I'm going to go sometimes by their reviews. Say, okay, I know this person, you know, whatever. And maybe there are some that I don't know that I've never met physically, uh, had face-to-face contact with them and, and have interacted with them. I might not value their opinion. I, I think the, the, I, it's the eye of the beholder. I, I think you, you have to kind of you, – you look at these things with a jaundiced eye. The bottom line is I understand Sam's position. If you're reading these things because you're trying to make an informed decision on what beer to purchase – Okay, and you're spending fourteen or fifteen dollars for a six pack, let's say, of an independent craft brewer's beer. Well, you want that beer to taste good. You're, otherwise, you're wasting fifteen dollars of your money. And maybe the review that you're getting is not really a legitimate review. I understand that completely. It's why a lot of places do mix six packs. It's why a lot of places obviously have these beers in in bars, and you can t- sample them that way before you make you make your purchase. So again. I think in the end, it's great to have all this information, but you also have to be able to taste the beer to decide whether or not you like it or not. I, I get Sam's point. Uh, I, I would love for you guys to weigh in, whether it's commenting on the Facebook uh, page or tweeting me or uh, sending me an email via Albert G at nycradio.com. Would love to get your opinions on that. Some other news and notes here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, uh, Heavy Seas, the Partnerships Series by Heavy Seas Beer. They're going to welcome their second collaboration in 2017 with Cigar City Brewing out of Tampa. India Pale Lager. Um, this is, let's see here, it is uh, the uh, goal, It is a golden lager, uh, going to have an ABV of 7.8% and an IBU of 48. Very cool. Can't wait to see that uh, from the guys from uh, Heavy Seas and Cigar City Brewing. They've really done a great job with their collaborations uh, from Heavy Seas, so I, I have to you know commend them for that. They have really done an excellent job. Founders coming out with Redanculus, that scored a 99 on, coincidentally enough, rape beer. Uh, back in uh, in 2015 and 2016, before AB and bought a stake of it, uh, ridiculous. It is a, a 90 IBU and a nine and a half percent ABV. Real good. I've had this before. It's excellent. Very, as they say, it is dank. It is ridiculous. Uh, they are already have shipped it out to all 46 states in the Founders Distribution Network. Um, expected uh, availability will be through September. And uh, eleven ninety nine for a four pack of those. Uh, it'll also be available on draft. And Cape May Brewing has. Um, Unveiled a complete rebranding of its bottled offerings. They've uh, retweaked the logo. Uh, actually, not retweaked it, but changed it uh, completely. Uh, the company sold 6,500 barrels last year, projecting sales of about 9,000 9, barrels in 2017, and is considering cans as well. Uh, they are also uh, they're going to work with a mobile canning company first before investing in adding a lime 
Uh, currently, the company sells about 70% of its product on draft. Uh, they are not. They have seen a 10% increase in packaged beer production, hence the reason why they're going to go with the canning. And they, um, they have said they're not going to be pushing out into new markets. They're taking it slow. Apparently, a lot of uh, New York places are asking for Cape May on draft in their bars. They have uh, resisted that right now. They are saying there is no rush. Uh, to get into New York, they are going to take it slow and steady, which I think is the is the prudent move for a lot of these brewers, especially a brewery like Cape May, who's still kind of a I, I would consider them a microbrewery. They're kind of they're on the cusp, but they're not there at that at that mid level or small you know maybe small brewery status, but they're not there yet. And instead of rushing it to get it out there, they're kind of taking it slow and steady. Cape May has some good stuff. Cape May also has some not so good stuff. I mean, listen, let's face it, not every brewer is going to knock it out of the park with every single beer. Um, but Cape May does do a very good job uh, with with some of their beers, and they have a great distribution network in southern New Jersey and into Philadelphia, and that's exactly what they want. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, and finally, folks, would love to get your opinion as to whether or not you feel that this show should be more of a local-centric craft beer show or beer around the nation. To me, this show is about great craft beer all across the United States. It's about supporting small business wherever you see it. And yes, I know I talk about how I love Blue Point Brewing and some brands that have been bought out by AB InBev or Miller Coors, but you know what? At the end of the day, we can always uh, have a conversation, have a dialogue, and enjoy great craft beer. I always say, support your local brewers. That's the most important thing. That's how you keep these people in business. That's how they make a living. And that, to me, is the lifeblood of this great country of ours in the United States of America. When we come back after a short break, Brian Bratton from Brewity will join me, folks. Just getting started on this program. And you know what it focuses on, that delicious beverage. It's made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt wants all of his generals to have the same attitude. you got to keep this one forever. What keeps you awake at night? Nothing. I keep other people awake at night. That's why we like James Mattis as Secretary of Defense. I wish he would do more media. I have written about this extensively because he needs to be out there explaining the strategic purposes of the United States military and why its rebuilding is essential. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970. The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Timothy Christian School, Kearney Christian Academy, Trinity Christian School. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. New York has the finest. New York has the bravest. And now for the first time on AM 970 New York, has the boldest hour. Tune in every Sunday morning at 11 for bold talk and bold ideas with your host, Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Elias Husamidin. Elias will cover topics that affect New York City correction officers, the public, and New York City officials. Don't miss Koba's The Boldest Hour, Sunday mornings at 11, here on AM 970, The Answer. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime, and I mean it, a lifetime this year? Dennis Prager here, and a timely and important expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel tour happening this fall. Join me on a nine-day trip to Israel that offers you firsthand insight into Israel's unique past and probably unique future. We'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Get a behind-the-scenes view into many of the places you've read and heard about all during United Jerusalem's 50th anniversary. The Western Wall, Jerusalem, the Dead Sea, Golan Heights, and much more. With expert guides and important lectures at key sites, all in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. 
For details about this all-inclusive trip happening this fall, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. And don't forget, we're on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast on either of those platforms, and you can listen to all the Craft Beer Casts right from there. Now, my guest on the cast here, he's uh, over at Untapped, which is a great app. For those of you who drink craft beer uh, and you really want to know what other people are drinking and kind of styles, and, and, uh, and, they've, and they've upgraded the app too, which is awesome, uh, that is definitely an app that you want to download and use for your uh, craft beer drinking. But he is still over there, but he's starting up his own business. That business, a craft beer club, uh, it's going to be set up with with some delicious stuff uh, like Hill Farmstead, Evil Twin, Ale Smith, among others, that you can have shipped right to your office. Uh, probably not to your house, but right to your office, and we'll get into that in a moment. Brewity.com is the website for more info. Let me spell it out for you, B-R-E-W-I-E-T-Y. And let me welcome in Brian Batten to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Brian, welcome. I appreciate it, Al. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, so, Brian, how did you start Brewity? And the important question, of course, is why? Yeah, so uh, it's actually it's pronouncing it Brewity, kind of like uh, brew br- and society or brew and variety. Gotcha, gotcha. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've had uh, a couple people ask me that, so maybe I should rethink my naming capabilities. But, um, no, I came into it. Uh, so I've been at Untapped about a year. We're heading up the business development side of the, uh, the app there. And just in constant contact and conversations with different brewers across the country um, and then with our members. And, you know, people are always trying to get their hands on some of these hard-to-get breweries. And it's just because of distribution and production uh, capacities, a lot of people just can't get the beers that they would like to try. Um, So we kind of came up with this idea. We had a a rabid member base that, uh, you know, loves craft beer. And we thought that this would just be something really cool to uh, service them and get them some beers they weren't able to get elsewhere. And so you sign up to become a member, Brian, and, you know, what is the monthly fee? Well, actually, you get put on a waiting list. I actually signed up myself to get put on this waiting list. So, But you sign up. What is the monthly fee for the consumer, and what do you get for your money? Yep, so it's uh, 49 bucks a month, and for that you're going to get – the, the original format and kind of premise behind it was we were going to do three 22-ounce bottles, but as we got into deeper conversations with some of the breweries, uh, you know, packaging is kind of shifting. Some people are doing uh, bottles, are doing more of the 16-ounce cans. Some people are still sticking to the 750-mil uh, right. format. So it, it, it varies from brewery to brewery on what the actual packaging is going to be. Okay. But you're going to get somewhere in the vicinity the equivalent of uh, six 12-ounce beers, uh, somewhere around there if, on a volume. Nice. And, and that $49, that includes shipping as well? Shipping it will be the, a very small upcharge. Just okay. for legalities, you have to charge a, a, a – it can't be built in uh, sure. to the, the membership price. Okay. And also, you were asking, um, uh, as I noticed on some of the frequently asked questions on the website um, – you are asking for people's business addresses as opposed to uh, their home address. Now, why is that? So you can ship to your home, uh, but it just makes it much easier to have it shipped to a business or a, a commercial address versus residential. Because it, since it is alcohol or beer, you have to be 21. So right. somebody 21 or older has to sign for it. Right. Uh, and given at your workplace, somebody 21 can sign for it. You can't have it shipped to your house. Absolutely, it's not a problem. You just have to make sure somebody's there to sign for it. Yeah, and that's that's usually the thing. I mean, thankfully, I'm I'm kind of good friends with my UPS driver, and he kind of knows what I'm getting sometimes. So he, he will leave it, but I do understand uh, why. And maybe I shouldn't have said that on the air, but you know what? Who cares? <laughs> Talking with Brian Batten, he is uh, at the uh, he is the owner creator of the. Brewity, brewity.com is the website for more info. I'll give you the uh, spelling of it. It's B-R-E-W-I-E-T-Y, kind of like society. We're here on the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Brian, for those 
who live outside of, say, like like I live in New Jersey, so I can't get access to some, and let's say, um, say, you know, I moved to Texas, right? But I can't get access to some great New Jersey beers, like let's say Carton and Kane uh, in New Jersey, which don't, you know, exist in Texas. You can't really get them in Texas. Will they have a chance to get some of those types of beers as you move forward uh, with this process and maybe you, you set up some, uh, you know, some uh, distribution with, with those people, or will there be laws prohibiting that? Is this l- prohibited by states, or anybody in the 50 states can sign up and get this? So there's about 30 states we can sh- we can ship directly into. There, the, the other 20 have pretty strict laws that specifically call out beer that you can't ship. So it's, it's, it's kind of ironic. You know, I think there's 44 states that you can ship wine in, back and forth between. Right. But if you if you think about it, beer just wasn't necessarily an issue, you know, 10 years ago when a lot of these laws were being passed because who would need to ship Budweiser back and forth to people? You know, you could pick it up anywhere. Sure, no sure. real need. Uh, so hopefully if the legislation changes and laws kind of pick up to where the, the beer industry is, um, we'll see things change. But at the current, it's about 30 states, and we'll have that listed uh, once we go live. Okay. So, and and just for those of the, those that are listening, because obviously this show uh, broadcasts in the New York City tri-state area, it's also broadcast across the country as well. But for those who live in, let's say, New York, can beer if you if your physical business is in New York, can you get beer uh, from your company, or is it going to be restricted? So New York, if it, we have a New York brewery, we can ship within New York. If it's okay. an out-of-state brewery, we can't. I see. Um, New Jersey, we're good. Oh, New Jersey. Okay, good. That's that's excellent. All right. Talking with Brian Batten at the Brew It Brewity.com is the website for more information right here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. And Brewity is spelled B-R-E-W-I-E-T-Y. So, uh, Brian, a, a, an obvious question here. We have so many craft breweries uh, that are opening all around the country. I mean, there's over, what is it now, five or uh, close to 6,000 breweries, uh, craft breweries that are opening in the country. How, how has it been... Working with some of these uh, with these people to get beer, uh, you know, to to get distribution out to other states. Has it been easy? Has it been a struggle? Uh, how have you so far? How has it been? It's been awesome. Uh, you know, everybody that I've worked with, whether they're on the platform or not, has been really fired up about the service. Uh, the biggest issue we've run into is just breweries' ability to produce enough beer. Okay. Um, you know, some of these breweries that people want all over the country. They, I mean, they're they're selling beer as much as they can produce right out of their tap room. Right. Um, so that's the only issue that we've really come into is capacity issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody that we've interacted with, met with, and talked with has been super fired up on on the the premise as a whole and helping out however they can. And, and Brian, do you think? I mean, you you guys are based out of North Carolina. There's some great breweries down there as well. But do you think that we are getting ready to experience a craft beer bubble? We've seen. In, in recent weeks and months that, you know, that some mid-level breweries seem to be, you know, they've over-leveraged themselves, whether it's, you know, with debt or with, um, uh, like, Fort Collins Brewery. Apparently they b- expanded their facility but was, uh, you know, to produce, like, thirty or 50,000 barrels of beer, and now all of a sudden they went from 10,000 and now getting acquired by a Canadian company. Are we beginning to see some of these guys that, that are going to be uh, dying off and a bubble is going to burst here? Or do you think there's room uh, or, or can the market sustain itself at its uh, current rate of expansion? You know, I, I think it can. Can it, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. You know, I don't think there's this big bubble's going to burst. Obviously, I can't read the future, but mm-hmm. it, you know, if you look at people, a lot of times compare it to wineries, and you know, there's eleven thousand of them. Um, I think there's still room. The what size breweries kind of flourish, I think, is where you may see some issues. Uh, you know, competing with shelf space. When you go from you know thirty thousand to a hundred thousand barrels or something like that, and you're now moving from being a more regional player to trying to get on the national scale, that's where issues may come up, I think. Mm-hmm. But you know, community breweries where you're serving your local community, I think those will continue to flourish. You know, as we talk to like other restaurant chains and stuff like that, um, you know, they're feeling the pinch from these local breweries because they're driving so much traffic, and I think there's still going to be a lot of room for that. Uh, and then the biggest thing I think is. <laughs> The quality of beer that these people are putting out, the people that are making awesome beer, right? I mean, they cannot brew it fast enough. That's true. So. That's true. I mean, that's a that's a the perfect example of that is uh, breweries in Jersey, like I mentioned before, Carton and Kane. They crank beer out 
left and right. And a lot of times, like Carton alone, they'll t- they'll tell people via email, here's a release. It's coming today at 12 noon. They send the email out at 12 noon. And by 5 o'clock, by the time they close, the beer is sold out. So, I mean, that's you, you're definitely right about that. Last question from me, Brian. Uh, and this has to do more with uh, uh, Untapped than with uh, Bruity. Um, you know, we, a lot of great changes to untapped have happened over the last several months. I love the fact that you can uh, – it's a much more uh, open uh, format, searching, et cetera, et cetera. What's the feedback been from people uh, using untapped? Are they enjoying it? Are they are they disliking it? Do they want to go back to the old way? Because change is always difficult. Yeah, so I think you're right. You know, some change is always going to rub some people the wrong way. I think the overwhelming majority have really liked the update to the app. Um, you know, there's some people that – like the way it was and are, you know they get comfortable with something and don't like change mm. uh, but i think overall the the feedback has been very very positive uh on the the updates that we made nice we're talking with brian batten at the abruity he is uh, the owner of this website abruity.com is the website for more information b-r-e-w-i-e-t-y you can sign up for the uh for the uh, list you get on there, and uh, within you know shortly, you get uh, you'll get an email from him, and he'll tell you about you know how you sign up and uh, you know how you put your uh, your info in, and you'll be getting some great beer every month for a very low price. Brian, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. I appreciate it. I'll thank you for having me. When we come back after a short break, Chris Frenari from Brewbound will stop by to chat about all the latest news in the craft beer industry. That's after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. For the last 10 years, freedom lovers have gathered in Las Vegas for Freedom Fest, the world's largest gathering of free minds. Once again, this year brings together the best thinkers and experts to predict where we're headed in science and tech, geopolitics, the economy, law and religion, and much more. Over 200 speakers and exhibitors, including Steve Forbes, Greg Gutfeld from Fox News, actor William Shatner, author Dinesh D'Souza, and more. This year, John Stossel discusses his fights with Donald Trump, Ted Turner, and other central planners. Also this year, SRN's very own Larry Elder and Michael Medved. It's the largest gathering of free minds. Don't miss it. With relevant discussion topics, poignant debates, even a film festival. Now is the time to join us for the 10-year anniversary of Freedom Fest 2017, July 19th through the 22nd at the Paris Resort in Las Vegas. Go to freedomfest.com for a full list of speakers, the agenda, and to register. Use the code REASON100 when you register to save $100 at freedomfest.com. Attention. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes to the IRS? I owe the IRS $37,000. I owed roughly $19,000. Call Civic Tax Relief to see if you qualify to have your past due taxes forgiven. Civic Tax Relief basically represented me against the IRS, and by the time everything was completed, I didn't owe the IRS anything. I spoke to one of their tax professionals, Tyler. He walked me through um, the process and gave me some hope that they were able to help me with my situation. Civic Tax Relief wants to give you free information on all the ways they can help. I would recommend anyone who has a tax problem to contact Civic Tax Relief. They were able to reduce my debt and getting that refund of 250 put a smile on my face. So I would highly recommend them to a friend, a family. Call Civic Tax Relief now for your free tax relief information. 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780. Don't wait. Call now. 800-601-7780. 800-601-7780. Listen to Joe Piscopo in the morning, weekdays at 6, Mike Gallagher at 10, and AF 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget we are on iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can listen to all of the Craft Beer Cast from there. And if you're on Untapped and you'd like to join me on there, just search for Gatulo. It's very easy. My next guest on the cast, he's an editor at Brewbound. It's a website, an enormous craft beer industry resource. Brewbound.com is the website for more information. He's been on the show before. You know him. Let me welcome back Chris Fernari to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Chris, welcome back. Al, thanks for having me. You got it. Chris, let us start with the news. It broke earlier this week. Miller Coors, Molson Coors have signed an import agreement for Soul Beer. Why is this important, and for how long does the agreement last? 
Yeah, so it's a it's a ten year agreement, and um, it's being billed as sort of mutually beneficial for both companies. Uh, you know, to me, what really sticks out here is that Miller Coors desperately needed a real uh, Mexican beer brand to bring to market. Um, this is the first time that they're actually going to be selling an imported Mexican beer brand uh, in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And as you know, the Mexican import category is uh, is red hot these days. Uh, IRI has it up about 11% year to date. Um, So, you know, I think even if you look at Mexican imports compared to craft, um, you know, Mexican imports are flying off the shelves and Miller Coors needs to participate in some of that. And the number the numbers have come in for the first few months of the year, Chris, and U.S. beer volume sales are flat. Is this a cause for concern? You know, I I don't think so. Um, I, I think that uh, well, in the beer industry, we like to have a lot of reasons for why things are happening. Um, and I think the uh, the go-to is usually something like, well, the weather was poor in the first half of the year or something right. like that. And while it's true that weather does impact uh, beer sales to some degree, um, I, I think to me what this really signifies is just sort of the continued uh, uh, consumer promiscuity across uh, all beverage alcohol segments. So I think what you're seeing is consumers uh, really picking their occasions, whether it's a beer, wine, or spirits occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, you know, beer sales are going to continue to be soft until uh, these companies figure out, you know, how to get some of that share back either through, you know, innovative products, um, or through, you know, campaigns that make beer really fun to drink again. I mean, I know personally there's there's so many beers out there and there's so many fights over who's craft and who's not craft that sometimes you just want a bourbon. Right. You know what? Uh, that's that's a fair point, Chris, and we'll get into that in a second because that, uh, that, that seems to be the narrative uh, over the last several weeks. We're talking with Chris Renari, an editor at Brewbound. Brewbound.com uh, is the website for more information. So Dogfish had announced earlier this week they're moving into Oklahoma, but the bigger news, though, uh, was CEO Sam Calagione releasing a statement asking Rate Beer to remove all of Dogfish Head's beers from being rated on their app. Reason being is that part of Rate Beer uh, was sold a portion of it to AB InBev, and, and Sam believes this is a conflict of interest. I don't think I, I think it is to some degree, but I also think if people are using those sites and taking them that seriously, I think they need their head examined personally. But what do you think about this, Chris? <laughs> Well, um, I, you know, I don't know that I've really completely collected my thoughts to form uh, uh, an opinion on whether or not, you know, Sam has an argument here. Um, what he's done is he's kind of rolled out the Society of uh, Professional Journalist Code of Ethics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's also sort of rolling up uh, two other websites that AB InBev owns or, or has invested in. Um, and I think it's clear to uh, make a distinction here. You know, AB InBev has a group within its, uh, within the company called ZX Ventures. Right. And ZX, ZX Ventures is a global disruptive group, or it's described as a global disruptive group, incubator, and venture capital team. And what they do is they go out and they invest in things uh, that, you know, sort of could be on the come, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've invested in a product called Owl's Brew Rattler. They've invested in the Northern Home Brew uh, Supply Shop, an online supply shop, um, Northern Brewer, that is. Uh, they, they've invested in a home brewing appliance in Pico Brew. They've invested in a website as well called October. Um, which is uh, a collaboration between Condi Nass and Good Beer Hunting. And uh, as you know, Good Beer Hunting broke the news uh, the other day uh, on this, uh, this new investment in rate beer. Right. Um, separate from all of that, Anheuser-Busch, via its uh, high-end division, has also created and is fully funding a website called The Beer Necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you start to kind of connect the dots on some of these, um, Sam's argument gets a little bit stronger. It is of concern that you have a company with the resources that Anheuser-Busch does um, really out there uh, putting a foot in the ground now in the digital space in addition to you know, going out and spending hundreds of millions of dollars to acquire dozens of breweries around the world. Um, so I, I think that's what you're seeing here is you're seeing Sam just 
sort of interested and uh, alarmed and concerned that, you know, they're going to take these websites, they're going to promote their product. Consumers aren't going to know the difference. They're not going to understand that the Beer Necessities is owned by Anheuser-Busch. And when you visit it, there's a giant picture of a 10-barrel cucumber crush, and the Mm. 10-barrel is owned by uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev. These are the fears that Sam has, and and he's not alone. Other brewers have joined him. Um, Harpoon has joined him. Carl Strauss has joined him. Uh, There's a company out in L.A. called, or in Anaheim, I should say, called Noble Ale Works, and they're actually, I think, like right now going through the website and changing all of their names on Rate Beer, all their beer names, to uh, Beyonce had the best album ever made. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love it. so uh, it's, it's important to note that, you know, Dogfish is, isn't alone here. Well, I, when we're talking with Chris Fernari, an editor at Brewbound, brewbound.com, the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, the answer. Um, see, my thing, my argument about this, Chris, is uh, do people really take the ratings on rate beer that seriously or untapped or, or some of these other sites? Like, I use untapped mainly to log the beers that I've drank so that when I have uh, when I do my Suds and Duds segment, I remember, okay, this is what I drank this week, and here's what I liked and what I didn't like. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is in, in the eye of the beholder. Like, you, you know, I go to a bar to find out what the hot beers are and what's going on and sample them to see if they're good or not. I, I to, to base a sampling on, you know, maybe 100 people that have tried these beers and used that as, you know, th- this is the gospel. They must know what they're talking about. I think is a little short-sighted. I get Sam's argument that he's saying that, listen, this is being owned by a corporate entity, and you don't know now who really is rating it, whether they work for uh, AB InBev or not. I get that part of it, but isn't it all subjective in the end? Yeah, I mean, I think the ratings and the reviews are, are one piece of this, but um, that's really sort of the consumer-facing side of it. Mm. Uh, underlying all of this is, you know, a whole pile of data that, uh, I think people fear Anheuser-Busch could have access to. Right. And, um, you know, what access they have to that data and what exactly, you know, what, what data exactly exists on the back end that we can't see, I, I think it's still a little bit unclear. Um, I've interviewed the, the folks from ZX Ventures, and I've, I've tried to, uh, you know, learn a little bit more about, you know, what kinds of information they're going to have access to, whether it's, you know, user demographics or, um, geography uh, for for where these users are. Um, I, I mean, that that's the type of thing that, um, you know, it's, it's sort of personal information that you don't want a large company to have. You right. don't want, you know, sort of Big Brother AB, uh, <laughs> you know, watching over you and watching what you drink. Exactly. Um, but listen, the, the Internet does that already. If you use Google at all, it, it recognizes your patterns and where you go and what website you go and tailors, you know, adds to that process. So, I, I mean, in some way, somebody is watching you. But I get the argument that, you know, hey, listen, uh, they have your personal information and maybe they're going to tailor it to stuff that, you know, they want you, they want to push and want you to drink. And maybe you're going to pick something that's AB InBev and not exactly a, a craft beer. Maybe. But I think also, too, I mean, if you look at this from uh, sort of a business standpoint, you know, what can they do with that data? Right to compete, you know, in the marketplace and, and potentially have a, a, an unfair competitive advantage. If they know that dogfish beers are most popular in a specific region and that, you know, females between the ages of 21 and 34 really like sequench ale or something like that, mm-hmm. do they then take a beer like Cucumber Crush from 10 Barrel and specifically target it to that region? And if they got that information through rate beer, well, you know, then then we're starting to have, you know, a pretty serious discussion here. Final question from me, Chris. The Brewbound Session Summer is coming up next week in New York City. What's all this about? Yeah, so the Brewbound Session is our full-day business conference taking place on Thursday, June 15th, as you mentioned, in New York City. And uh, we've got a great lineup of speakers this year. Um, this is a the business conference is something we do twice a year, once on the East Coast, once on the West Coast. So this is our summer session on the East Coast. And, uh, yeah, we've got some great speakers. We're going to be talking with, uh, speaking of Harpoon, Dan Canary from Harpoon. Uh, we've got the folks from Nielsen. We've actually um, co-developed a uh, really interesting consumer survey with them that's going to look at uh, some beer buzzwords, you know, common phrases that are being used to market uh, some of these craft brews and, um, you know, whether or not consumers are actually familiar with what they mean and, and do they sell more beer. Uh, we've also got some uh, some really great on-premise retailers, 
uh, a, a gentleman by the name of Townsend Zebold, who's the managing partner of First Beverage Group and is behind a lot of these craft beer acquisitions. Um, so it should be a pretty good day. Very cool. My guest has been Chris Fenari, an editor at Brewbound, brewbound.com, the website for more information. It's a great site, not only for beer news, job listings, everything else uh, around, in and around the craft beer and spirits industry. It is excellent. Chris, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Yeah, thank you, and uh, go Dubs, baby. You got it. When we come back, Suds and Duds is on the way. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Joe Walsh sees major differences in how the left and the right handle losing. I always want to remind myself, how did I act? How did we act when Barack Obama won and they got reelected? I don't remember. I do not remember people on the right reacting with the same ugliness, the same bitterness that the left is exhibiting now. The Joe Walsh Show, weeknights at 9, right before Eric Metaxas at 11 and AM 970. The answer. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You'd think with all the technology out there, I'd be better at remembering dates that matter. Well, let me tell you what we can do here. Pro Flowers has come out with the ultimate solution to ensure this will never happen again. Pro Flowers has just launched their brand new, easy, fail-proof Pro Gifter service. The Pro Gifter service allows you to schedule three bouquets to three addresses up to one year in advance. If you procrastinate or you forget that anniversary or birthday, this is the service for you. Three bouquets with vases and free shipping all for $99. You're going to save time and money up to $70 in savings. Pro Flowers buys directly from the best growers so you know you're getting fresh flowers backed by a seven-day freshness guarantee or your money back. I know you're thinking of an occasion you should send flowers for right now. Go to proflowers.com and look for the Pro Gifter banner right on the homepage. Pick your flowers, set the delivery dates, and you are done. That's proflowers.com. You need a professional website quickly with no drama? Call the great people at BizTourage. They're experts in small business websites and will deliver a great website at a low cost with no headaches. BizTourage.com gives you personal attention, a website that wows your customers and with no headaches. They make it easy. Get your BizTourage website today. Call 888-461-4348 or visit BizTourage.com. That's 888-461-4348 or at B-I-Z-T-O-U-R-A-G-E.com. BizTourage, because every small business deserves an entourage. Call today. It's Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T. U double L O Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. Don't forget we're on iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast and you can download and listen to every show. Also, I am on the um, web service called Untapped, which is U uh, N T A P P D.com. Just search for Gatulo, G A T T U L L O. And then you can follow along uh, the list of beers. Uh, that I drink from uh, time to time. Now, I don't obviously I don't ha- imbibe in a beer every day, but when I get samples and stuff, try to check in on those things and and really what I use Untapped for. Um, and you know, we were talking about this earlier in the show about rape beer uh, and how people use rape beer, but now that InBev has purchased uh, a portion of rape beer or has invested money into rape beer, um, Sam Calagione from Dogfish Head uh, wants his beers removed from there because he feels that it's not biased. Uh, or, or it is biased uh, reporting uh, when people are rating the beers. You don't know if the person who's rating the beer is a, a real person or it's somebody who works for AB InBev, and I understand his concerns. I think in the grander scheme of things, I don't think it really matters, uh, in my opinion. I- I'll tell you why. I used Untapped to track the beers that I drink so that I can do this segment of the show, Suds and Duds, where I can tell you what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, do I read other people's things and see what they're drinking? Yes. Do I go on the site all the time to see that? No. Um, I have used rate beer on occasion to maybe pick out a particular beer, see what the rating is. If a lot of people are rating it in the you know 90s, I, I will definitely consider uh, if I see it at a store purchasing it or buying it, or if I'm in a store, I want to check and see if people really liked it or didn't like it. But I'll be honest with you. There are beers on rate beer um, – and not so much untapped because untapped really isn't. It, it, untapped is more of checking in 
for your various beers. It's not so much for uh, ratings uh, per se. At least that's not how I look at it. Uh, rate beer is more of a, obviously a rating type system. But there are beers that I like that are on rate beer that people don't like at all. You know, they give them 30s and 40s and scores. Uh, you know, an overall taste and mouthfeel and all this other stuff, which I hate that mouthfeel. Come on. Really? Sip the beer. Swallow it. Tell me if you like it or not. That's all. You can tell me there's different ingredients in it. You can taste banana. You can taste this. You can taste that. That's great. But at the end of the day, when people get into all of these technical characteristics, uh, it, it bothers me a little bit. But whatever. I mean, that's my own personal preference. But untapped, getting back to the whole thing, untapped is something that I use just to track what I'm drinking so that I remember it. And, you know, I, I'm able to, to talk to you guys about it when we're doing suds and duds. The rape beer thing, again, it's all subjective. What somebody may like, what you may like, somebody else may not like. So I, I wouldn't take it too seriously. I get uh, Sam's point of view on this, and I agree with him to a certain extent. But in the end, uh, people are going to use the app whether you know Sam pulls his beers off or not. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to. Um, the 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 bigger question and the bigger issue that people have to deal with now with craft beer is the to- or independent craft beer is how many more of these people are going to leave you know, being independent and becoming a part of AB InBev or Molson Coors or whatever. That's the issue. But And and at the end of the day, they're still producing great beer. Now, you don't want to give to corporate America. You don't want to pay, uh, you know, to, to drink, you know, X brand of beer because now it's it's owned by a big conglomerate. Well, that's your business. There's plenty of local beer that's out there that's owned independently that you can drink and enjoy. And you can find something. Like, for a, a perfect example. Uh, Blue Point Brewing's Toasted Lager, which is owned by AB InBev. Uh, if you want a comparison that's owned by an independent company, well, that's simple. Double Nichols uh, Vienna Lager from New Jersey uh, is a perfect comparison uh, to, to Blue Point Brewing's uh, Toasted Lager. I mean, they're close. So if you want something that's close, there's a beer to get. Samuel Adams, their they're, they're regular Samuel Adams is close to a Toasted Lager. I mean, that's what, you know, you can find alternatives if you want to. But if you enjoy what, let's say, Blue Point makes and you want to keep drinking it, by all means, drink it. I mean, that's, again, it's, again, it's personal preference. I don't, I don't begrudge people if all they're going to drink is local craft beer, independent, and I'm not buying anything from, you know, corporate America. Okay, that's great. But there are, there are beers in both. On both ends, that are owned by corporate and owned by independents, that are really good. But let's continue with the uh, suds and duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer before we get out of here. And oddly enough, there are only four beers this week. Two of them happen to be from Blue Point Brewing. In full disclosure, uh, I do have friends over at Blue Point. They did send me a number of their beers for review, and I will review them. Uh, and hopefully, you'll go out and get them and try them. And you know, some of you will, some of you won't. That's that's uh, basically how it goes. So the first up. Um, they sent me their goze, uh, Beach Plum Goze, and uh, this was an interesting one. Uh, it was nice, slightly sour, uh, lots of plum, uh, a little bit of lemon peel, uh, just a hint of salt. Like uh, again, I don't want to be overpowered by the salt because if it tastes like a, to me, if it tastes like a margarita, then I want to be drinking a margarita. I don't want to be drinking a beer that tastes like a margarita. Um, I really did enjoy it, and it got better, to be honest with you. It got better as I went along drinking it. The first sip or two, I was kind of like, mm, I'm not really too sure about this. But as I drank it, the the plum flavor and the little sour bite of it uh, really came through uh, in the beer. And again, a slightly sour beer, not anything that was overpowering that was going to make your lips pucker up. So this was really good. Beach Plum Goze uh, by Blue Point Bu- uh, Brewing. Then I had what I think is one of uh, a, a really, really excellent IPA. Could be my new favorite. Uh, Hazy Bastard uh, by Blue Point. Uh, very dank, a juice bomb, just really hot, and, uh, nice and hoppy. Everything you want out of uh, an IPA that you know we like to talk to and, and, and we like to say uh, is a juice bomb. This was definitely one uh, for the ages. I couldn't find this anywhere in New Jersey. I'm glad that they sent me a couple of cans because this is one, again, that, you know, it's one of these things that it's in the New York area, it's in a couple of markets. But, boy, I'll tell you, if you see this hazy bastard, definitely pick it up from Blue Point Brewing. As we continue on in the Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And then I, I switched over to some local stuff, was over at my favorite place, Paragon Tap and Table, over the weekend uh, to have dinner with my wife. 
And um, a few days earlier, Bolero Snort Brewing, uh, we've, you know, I've mentioned the guys before, Scott and Bob, they do a tremendous job uh, with their uh, brewing. And, and as they like to say, they're gypsy brewers. They're contract brewers. They're all over the place. Uh, they contract at different places uh, in New Jersey. And uh, two beers that I had from them, the Rotable uh, uh, 007, uh, which is a Citra Mosaic uh, type of beer. Real nice, lots of papaya, orange flavors. Wasn't too bitter. So if you're looking for more of a, um, a sessionable type of beer. This is definitely something that you want to try. So again, uh, lots of papaya and orange flavors in this one, and a, a really uh, really nice beer uh, from the boys over at Bolero. And then I, I finished off uh, the uh, Suds and Duds segment here with a Cowabunga, uh, which is um, a, kind of... How would, how would you describe this? Uh, it's not exactly a shandy, uh, but it was light and lemony. I wouldn't even... You know what? It's not really a shandy. It's just a light, lemony... Um, kind of cleanse your palate type of beer. Uh, it was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed it. Is it something that I would have again? I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe as a part of a flight. Uh, I don't know if I would have a full glass of it again, uh, to be honest with you. Maybe it was because the food I was eating, I was eating a spicy uh, type of food, a carnitas uh, tacos. So maybe the spiciness didn't really go with the, the light and lemony flavor. Obviously, you needed more of a bitter uh, beer, which is why the mosaic went much better uh, with the uh, with the tacos. But... Um, Definitely something I would have to try again. So I'm not really sure. I guess I would call this a dud only because of the fact that I just it's it wouldn't it's not it wasn't enough for me to want to have another one of those. The the rotable I would definitely have one or two of those, maybe three. Uh, you know, in a sitting if I was sitting around with friends having a couple of beers. But um, I don't know the Cowabunga. I, I kind of that's probably my dud of the week out of the four uh, that I had. That's probably my dud of the week, and uh, you know. I mean, listen, again, it's personal preference. You might like uh, a little bit more of a lemony flavor in your beer. I like lemon. I don't know if I necessarily like it in my beer. It just depends on uh, the type of beer. And finally, before we get out of here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, I uh, wanted to give a um, a shout-out to uh, a gentleman. He listens to the program. He's a recent listener uh, to the program. Rob, uh, Rob uh, Bedford. Uh, follows me on the uh, AG Craft Beer Cast page on Facebook, follows me on Twitter. He has a, a, a site. It's called thetaptakeover.com, and uh, he writes some blogs and stuff. And he did a segment on uh, beer podcasts uh, about a week ago. Uh, if you want to check it out, thetaptakeover.com is the name of the website. And uh, it was very nice to uh, to give me uh, a little bit of uh, a shout-out, which was very nice of him. He didn't have to do that, and I thank you for that, Rob. Uh, and uh, he also talks about two other podcasts there, and um, really two to check out. I have to I have to tell you, if you're into beer and you like listening about craft beer and stuff, these are two that you definitely want to check out, uh, aside from my program. The first one uh, is all about Beer Magazine. That's uh, It's uh, called After Two Beers with John Hall. And... Um, this is one that he kind of puts these episodes out infrequently, uh, but John has written uh, lots of books on food and beer and uh, really does uh, you know, long-form interviews with different brewers and stuff. An excellent podcast. He only launched it last year. Um, episodes about once a month. So definitely check that one out from John Hall after two beers. Uh, you want to check that out. And I think that's brought to you by All About Beer Magazine. And then finally, Steal This Beer, which is uh, a podcast done uh, by uh, John Hall, uh, also um, Brian Cassidy, the I Drink Good Beer blog, Justin Kennedy, and uh, Augie Carton from Carton Brewing. They get together, they uh, do, tape it out of um, Barcade at Jersey City, um, in Jersey City, excuse me, and uh, they do a segment which is really cool, sort of like my Suds and Duds segment. It's called, um, uh, let me see, they have the name here. They put a beer in a black glass, and it's called... Uh, what's in the glass, and they all sample the beer, and they try to figure out what the beer is, from what brand it is, who's who's producing it, and then they tell you what they think about it uh, in terms of beer. So that's definitely something if you want to check out. Steal this beer or After Two Beers, both of them are on iTunes, as well as this show, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, is also on iTunes if you want to download it, and you can listen to it at any time. So thank you, Rob Bedford, for the shout-out. I very much appreciate it. Hopefully you can check out his blog, and then you can check out the other podcasts right from there. There's links there on his page as well. Folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Brian Bratton from Brewity, Chris Frenari from Brewbound, and of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody.